The following is a presentation of Cruise Addicts. Hi, Cruise Addicts. This is John Shaw, and I want to welcome you to the podcast. I was recently able to sit down and interview Peter Canego aboard the Carnival Celebration. Peter is a well-known cruise ship historian, collector, and journalist. Peter's like many of us, though. He loves ships. And in this interview, we talk about his work and how he's able to provide Carnival Cruise Line with historic pieces for their Golden Jubilee Lounge aboard the Carnival Celebration. Let's go to the interview right now. Can you introduce yourself to everyone that might not know who you are? Yes, my name is Peter Canego. I'm an ocean liner enthusiast, historian, and collector, as well as a journalist about cruising. And there's there's something special about this trip. And we're aboard the, uh, so the Carnival Celebration. It's our second sailing. And there's a lot of mementos and uh, collectibles on board. And you shared that with us earlier, but I was wondering if you could share with the audience. Of course. Uh, the Golden Jubilee Lounge is a room that's dedicated to Carnival's 50-year history. And inside that room are some things that are very near and dear to me that I was able to rescue from some of Carnival's earliest ships, the Carnival and the Mardi Gras, when they went to Alang, India, and were scrapped earlier in this century, uh, I was the first person in line trying to rescue some of the most gorgeous stuff ever fitted to a ship. Etched glass panels, beautiful woodwork, all sorts of things. And the things that Carnival could use are actually in that room, along with some of the other things from their collection. And so it's, it's taken all this time and finally Carnival celebrating its 50th anniversary and they came to you and now they've installed it into the Golden Jubilee bar. And can you go into the detail and let the audience know some of these pieces that are finally uh, you're sharing with the world? Sure. Yeah. Well, to me, the biggest, the most important thing in there, there's a lot of wonderful treasures, but the 20 foot wall of mahogany, glass and brass that was the back window or the aft window of the Mayfair Lounge on the Empress of Canada, which became Mardi Gras, was there on the ship. And every time I visited the Mardi Gras, sadly, I never got to sail in her. I would walk by this beautiful window with these gorgeous etched glass um, insets of Canadian flora and just think that is the most beautiful thing. So when that ship went to Alang, I rescued it. It's in four big sections that weigh a lot. And I was terrified that they would get broken on their way to California. They were stored in my garage. I offered them to Carnival. And at that time, back in 2004, Carnival was still, you know, not a very old company. And I don't think there was so much attention being paid to nostalgia. They really didn't see where this would fit in with their ships, which were very pizzazzy. And, you know, they didn't want to be like an old museum kind of thing. So their whole attitude was, we're really glad you saved this stuff. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> so I consigned that wall of glass to this guy, um, Dennis Boses, who runs this company called Off the Wall. And he sells big architectural things to uh, architects, interior designers, movie stars with giant homes who want something unique. And I was hoping Dennis would find a home for that wall. And he actually put it on display at the 2008 Modernism Show in Santa Monica. So when the people, thousands of people walked by it at the entrance to the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium and it looked gorgeous, nobody wanted it. <laughs> I was like, oh God. Uh, but Dennis kept it and he kept it in his warehouse and he loaned it out for use on a television commercial. So it got some visibility and he kept telling me, I don't get it. This thing is so beautiful. I don't know why nobody wants it. 
but maybe there was a greater purpose in mind. So I took it back. It's in my garage for years. I'm terrified we're going to have an earthquake. I didn't have a space in my house that was big enough to to incorporate it because I put so many other things in my house. So it just broke my heart. And then finally, I got a call from Glenn Aprile, who is in new builds at Carnival. And Glenn said, do you still have that old Carnival stuff in your collection that's available? Sadly, I sold a lot of things that would have been perfect for the Golden Jubilee, but I definitely had that. And I had some other things like a big, huge set of glass doors from the Carnival. So he's like, just give me a list of what you got. He went back to Carnival and then, you know, boom, we made a deal. Off these things went once again. The glass wall was shipped to Finland and installed in the ship, looking very much like it did on the Mardi Gras. And for me, that was like the ultimate dream come true. So, you know, sometimes you wonder why things don't go the way you want them to. And then down the road, the answer comes that was not meant to be. There was a greater purpose. And for me, this is the ultimate. So that is one of the key things. There's a beautiful brass Chadburn telegraph that was on the bridge of the Carnival. She had four, two inside and two on the bridge wing. And I wish I bought all four because they're just stunning. I only had enough money for one. So I bought it for my collection at the time after the Mardi Gras stuff didn't you know, sell. I thought, well, at least I'll have one for me. And then of course, Carnival did want it. And it's a beautiful thing. And it starts off the promenade that's outside that window it starts with the old carnival, and then as you go forward in the ship, you're going forward in time in carnival history. So in the deck, they've put little brass coins, one for each ship as, as the years go by. So you end up at the carnival celebration, and then even one for the Jubilee, looking towards the future, because the Jubilee will be the next ship in, in this lineup. So they've also installed a diorama showing the history of Carnival each decade, which is which is phenomenally well done. And in the first diorama, you see people sort of sitting in the very 70s mod clothing with big afros and all the big long sideburns. And behind them is the Empress of Canada, which morphs into the Mardi Gras. And then she's joined by the Carnival and Festival, which were the first three Carnival ships. So it's really beautiful. And then as you walk along that wall, that brings you into the future where they're looking towards the Carnival Luminosa and you get the story of each decade in between. So it's just beautifully conceived. This is conceptual design. It's back at Carnival. It's not as crazy and, and over the top, you know, with the flourish of Joe Farkas, but there is a lot of thought put into it. And I just hand it to the Carnival New Builds team because I am a fan of ship design and it's exciting to see something that's not just new and pretty and generic, which is what my problem is with most modern cruise ships. You could be in a hotel or an airport lobby and not a ship because everything is, you know, it doesn't, doesn't have that connection like this does. So inside the room itself, there's uh, tabletops that were rescued from the fascination. This is Glenn's brainchild, uh, featuring Al Hirschfeld uh, sketches of a lot of movie stars and such. And they're very, very cool. And inside of each sketch, the word Nina, which was Al Hirschfeld's daughter, is inserted there somewhere so that people looking at those tabletops where they're having a drink can do, where's the Nina? So that's cool. I thought that was cool. Uh, the Celebrations Builder's Plate, the first celebration, uh, from 1986 is up on the wall as well. That just came from Elaine because she was just finished being scrapped there. So Glenn got that. And in the bar itself 
is uh, little insets that are in the base of the bar that are based on the etched glass panels that were in the lobby doors of Carnival, Empress of Britain. And the original panels themselves will be put on the wall. They're not up yet, so there's still more to be seen in that room. But in the forward section of the room, there's also a beautiful glass panel, etched glass, that came from the Empress of Britain, the former Carnival. So that's on its own standing there. And it's next to the doors that it used to be part of the, 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 the aft uh, bulkhead supporting the doors. And on the doors, in the transom on the top of the doors, is this spectacular etched bit from uh, depicting uh, musical instruments. But off to the side, you can see a three-funneled liner, which was the previous Empress of Britain, which is considered one of the most beautiful ocean liners ever built. So that's there, and the doors themselves are etched with musical instruments, and it's just incredible to see that from the Empress of Britain and the glass wall from the Empress of Canada. They're sort of, they never were together because they were on different ships, but that history of Carnival has been reunited in this room. You don't even have to know the history and, and understand what all that stuff is, because it's just beautiful to be surrounded by it. It's, it's gorgeous, it could be from anything, but the fact that it's there and it represents Carnival's history is just, you know, warms my heart, trust me. I, I don't want to leave this ship. <laughs> <laughs> and you were telling the story about how the etching, the the, the craftsmen that made the glass wall, the, the flowers, the maple yes. leaves, was it? The yeah, leaves? yeah. Uh, and, can you explain that? Sure. This was done with, it was acid etched, and they used chemicals that were toxic, and they didn't know it at the time, and a lot of these artisans died very young because they were being exposed constantly to these chemicals. In the shipyards in Britain, uh, the Empress of Britain was built in Scotland, and the Empress of Canada was built in England. And at that time, in the heyday of British shipbuilding, because the Brits used to be, you know, on top of, they were the best. And they had craftsmen who specialized just in the woodwork, carpenters, that families, generations from the 1800s all the way through the 1960s. Grandfather worked, you know, at, you know, John Brown Shipyard or whatever. His son would work there, his son's sons would work there and so on. It was a craft that was passed on in the families. And the glass people were the same way that the glass etchers and cutters were, were also, you know, just family-based stuff. The, the British shipyards were a big part of British industry in the 20th century. And then when the airplane came along, they were gone, you know. So these represent an old world style craftsmanship that we just can't recreate today. You can imitate it, but you can't recreate it the way it really looked that way. Wow, thank you for sharing that. And I know the chairs in the yes. Golden Jubilee are just incredible and you, they have an amazing story. Could you share that as well? Yes, thank you for asking, of course. Um, the chairs in the Golden Jubilee are reproductions. They're bigger and they're more comfortable than the original chairs, which were called Albania, A-L-B-E-G-N-A. It's an Italian brand. And the architect who rebuilt the Carnival in the early 60s, Gustavo Pulitzer Finale, who had worked uh, on public rooms in the Conti di Savoia, one of the great Italian liners of pre-war. Finale was one of the great architects, and anything he touched or had his name on now is highly desired by interior designers and architects and fans of ships. It's extremely valuable stuff. 
the Riverboat Club Casino on the Carnival was redone for the Queen Anna Maria. I don't know what they called it on the Queen Anna Maria, but that room was filled with these Albania chairs. And then in the 80s, when they redid that room, they threw them all out, except for two that were put in the officer's mess. And you had actually seen them. Yes. And, yeah. yeah, I sailed on the ship when she was called Olympic in Greece. And the Greeks knew me because I love all the old ocean liners. And they were so proud to give me these back behind the scenes tours. And we get in the officer's mess. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's two of these chairs. One had orange upholstery. I think the other had green. I mean, they'd been redone, you know, and they were just sitting in the officer's mess. So when she went to India for scrapping, I told Kaushal, the person in India who gets all my stuff, I said, look for these two chairs. I sent him a picture. He found them and he rescued them. And so they were part of the stuff that Glenn got. And he and I guess Petu, who, Petu Kumala, who is in charge of new builds, they got together and brainstormed and reproduced these chairs. So those are what you sit on in the Riverboat Club or the former Riverboat Club Casino, now the, the Golden Jubilee Lounge. Those are what you sit on next to these Al Hirschfeld tables. It's just fantastic. It's incredible. So it's a literary living history that from, from so many different parts of the past. Yes. Uh, really incredible. Now, can you share anything else? Is there anything else on board the Carnival Celebration that you found uh, during your time on board? Yes, there's a, all sorts of things, actually. Um, and, and one more thing in the Golden Jubilee, again, not my doing, but from the sensation, uh, Caverna Massa Shipyard made this sculpture in bronze of the gentleman whose name is very hard to pronounce, uh, was in charge of Caverna, Caverna with Ted Arison and they're floating little boats out on this little pond. So that sculpture is in there as well. That came from the sensation, carnival sensation in later years. So that's in there. And if you walk forward of the riverboat or of the riverboat, the Golden Jubilee, if you walk forward, you will find just outside the Rolls Royce that Joe Farkas put on the ecstasy which we removed from the ship a couple months ago when she was Carnival Ecstasy just before she sailed off to the scrapyard. So that Rolls Royce is there and the hood ornament is called the Spirit of Ecstasy. So it's perfect. So that's there. Uh, if you go on deck seven in uh, Celebration Central, the big atrium, there's a beautiful, beautiful bar that has five panels that were removed from Carnival Victory by the artist Luciano Vistosi, uh, who did uh, the atriums on the Mazdam and the Vindam, the glass sculptures, spectacular stuff of Venetian artists. So those are there from Carnival Victory. Um, in the guest relations area are three fantastic Janklo um, kinetic artworks that came off of Carnival Ecstasy as well. And they are phenomenal. I would kill to get one of those myself. So you can see three of those as well. And I think there might even be another uh, bit here and there, but there are also other tributes like the, the, the showroom is called the... Grand Spectrum? Yes, Grand Spectrum, thank you, which was the name of the ex the uh, Fantasy and Ecstasy's giant atriums. Wow. So that's a, you know, that's a little bit of a tribute. And then the restaurants, of course, are the Carnival and Festival, the main dining rooms, named after Carnival ships. So this whole ship is filled with love for, you know, the old days of Carnival. And at the same time, it's not a floating, you know, museum. It's looking towards the future. It's introducing all these new innovations. And yet, if you're a fan of Carnival, it's a gift and you can sit back and enjoy and reflect and, 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 and be amazed at the great history that this company has had in its 50 years. That's great. 
Well, thank you for sharing that. And um, how can people listening and watching this uh, get in touch with you and, and uh, share with, you, with your business as well? Oh, thank you so much, Sean. Well, okay, I have two things. One that I'm building is my little, you know, uh, it's a YouTube channel. It's called Peter Canego's Midship Cinema. And I'm posting videos of things like this. Uh, I have my own tour or history of the Golden Jubilee that's on there. And I do, you know, ships like the Norway, the Constitution, Britannis, all these beautiful ships that I sailed on in the 90s. I was the only person I knew that was running around with a video camera. We all had our regular cameras, yeah. but I was shooting this stuff on video. So I'm making these video tributes to these wonderful ships. So I'd appreciate anybody coming over and looking at that. And I have a website called midshipcentury.com, which is where I offer the things that I don't keep for my house. I put them up for sale so that I can finance all of this madness. So. <laughs> and, how, and what's the URL for the website? Uh, midshipcentury.com. Excellent. Yeah. And he's Peter Canego. Peter, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate this. It's been a delight, John. Thank you so much. <laughs>